The views and opinions expressed on My Story Living with Lupus podcast are each individual's experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Welcome back for another episode of My Story, Living with Lupus. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and today's topic is fibromyalgia versus lupus. Differences in symptoms, pain, causes, and treatment. So you know what to do. Yeah. Grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, and if you're listening late at night, grab your favorite glass of wine and join me right here on my story, Living with Lupus. Before I begin with this show today, I would like to talk to you about serving others and what it means to me. Now, you have to be patient with me because I have an announcement after. I serve to discover abundance. That's the radical shift from me to we. When I serve, I discover that often the most important things I have to offer are not things at all. I start to uncover the full range of resources at my disposal. My time, presence, attention, and recognize that the ability to give stems from a state of mind and heart, a place much deeper than the material. Inspired by the possibilities, this opens up in every moment. I begin to discover humble opportunities to serve everywhere. I serve to transform myself. Anytime I practice the smallest act of service, even if it's holding a door for somebody with a full heart that says, may I be of use to you. I serve to honor a profound interconnection. Over time, all of those small acts, those small moments, lead to a different state of being, a state in which service becomes increasingly effortless. And as this awareness grows, I inevitably start to perceive beyond individualistic patterns. 
Each smile at the service is an unending ripple that synergizes with countless others. Lastly, I serve to align with a natural unfolding. When I increasingly choose to remain in that space of service, I start to see new things. The needs of the current situation become clearer. I become an instrument of a greater order, and consequently, my actions become more effortless. Where did I learn this from? My parents, who taught not only myself, but my siblings, to be of service to others. If you came to our family home and was hungry, you were fed. If you didn't have funds for something, they would give you money. If an individual needed clothing, they were clothed. If you needed someone to talk to, they would lend a listening ear along with a thought. In Matthew 25, 35-40, it states, For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was a prisoner, and you came to me. With this being said, I would like to announce in honor of the two individuals who taught me to serve others, the formation of the Charlie E. and Minnie P. Hendricks Foundation for Chronic Illness Awareness Incorporated. This is a nonprofit, charitable, and educational organization which is formed in their honor on the basis of serving others. This organization will be like no other. My friends and ex clients who are licensed medical professionals who I worked closely with at one point in time in the medical field have joined forces with me to make a change to help those who are underserved. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God. Introducing District 36, Lux Eyelashes. Their lashes give you the most natural look and feel. District 36 Eyelashes offers an array of individual lashes, mink, and human hair lashes. 
Ben Lash Tech Yana is certified so you can go from barely there to the glam in you. Follow District 36 Eyelashes on IG or visit their store at district36.storeenvy.com or contact Yana the Lash Tech at 404-490-3649. That's District 36 Lux Eyelashes. All right. Let's talk about fibromyalgia versus lupus. Now, both fibromyalgia and lupus and even MS are two very misunderstood conditions. The two conditions share similar symptoms, but there's a key difference between them. Now, for those of you who don't know what fibromyalgia is, it's a chronic health condition which causes widespread pain and a variety of other symptoms. Scientists are only just beginning to understand the causes of fibro, and there is currently no known cure. Fibro mainly affects women between 30 and 50 years old. It is thought that there may be a genetic component and physical or emotional stress often triggers it. In fibromyalgia, the way that the nervous system and brain process pain is altered. It is thought that decreased levels of serotonin and increased levels of substance P are responsible. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter which plays an important role in many of our biological functions. It can affect our mood, sleep, digestion, and motor skills. Substance P is a protein which plays a role in transmitting nerve signals including pain. A imbalance in these two chemicals means that people with fibro are more sensitive to physical sensation, such as pain. Combined with other symptoms, this can have a serious impact on their quality of life. Symptoms of fibromyalgia The main symptom of fibromyalgia is widespread pain throughout the body. This means either severe in three to six different areas or mild to moderate pain in seven areas or more. This pain may vary on a day-to-day basis and can affect different parts of the body in different times. Other 
symptoms of fibromyalgia include muscle stiffness, fatigue, non-refreshing sleep, headaches, migraines, problems with concentration or memory, clumsiness, dizziness, and irritable bowels or bladders. These symptoms can make even simple daily tasks into a challenge. On a good day, someone with fibromyalgia may be able to carry out their normal activities, but on a bad day, they may struggle to get out of bed. This can interfere with work and social engagements, which may lead to further problems such as anxiety and depression. Since there is no known cure for fibromyalgia and treatment is limited to managing symptoms, commonly prescribed drugs include painkillers, antidepressants. Lifestyle changes are also important in managing fibromyalgia. Regular, gentle exercise is one of the best ways to deal with pain and stiffness associated with fibromyalgia. CBT may to improve mental well-being and help with some of the daily challenges that people with fibromyalgia face. Finally, relaxation techniques such as meditation can be useful to reduce stress and keep a positive attitude towards life. Now, we all know that excuse me, lupus, or systemic lupus erythematosus, better known as SLE, we know that it's an autoimmune disorder. This means that the immune system fails to recognize the body's own tissues and begins to attack them. This can cause many different symptoms depending on which part of the body is being affected. In lupus, the immune system attacks the joints, skin, and organs, causing inflammation and other issues. It is still unclear why some people suffer from autoimmune disorders, but it is thought that there may be a genetic and environmental factors. Autoimmune disorders such as lupus are often triggered by a period of physical or emotional stress, and they affect more women than men. Lupus is most common in women of African or Caribbean descent under the age of 50. Lupus can cause a number of different symptoms throughout the body. The most common include joint pain and stiffness, fatigue, even after periods of rest, skin rashes, especially over the nose and cheeks, 
hair loss, weight loss, dry eyes, organ damage, including the kidneys, heart, lungs, and brain, depression. These symptoms may get better for a period and then flare up again later. These flare-ups may be triggered by stress, tiredness, infections, or overexposure to sunlight. This means that people with lupus may need to change their lifestyles significantly in order to adapt to their conditions. Now, treatments for lupus. There's currently no cure for lupus, and treatment is focused on managing symptoms and preventing flare-ups. Medications such as non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs known as NSAIDs and steroids may be used to reduce inflammation and pain. Hydroxychloroquine is an anti-malaria drug which is also often used in the treatment of lupus. This works to alleviate pain, relieve skin rashes, and reduce fatigue. Now, um, I was on hydroxychloroquine, better known as Plaquenil. In my case, it caused more harm than good. Um, when I seen the rheumatologist a month ago, and we were talking about um, what treatments would be best for me. And in fact, we came up with no treatment. Um, would be good for me due to the fact of my heart problems and um, my G6PD, which is a blood disorder. I'm not on any treatment for lupus. And he told me that, like I stated, with everything that's going on with me. Um, I could no longer have any medication to um, suppress my immune system for the lupus. So right now, I'm on nothing um, for my lupus. Now, if you are or let me put it this way, if you are listening to me and you have lupus, um, it's important to, for you to get enough rest, keep your stress levels down, and avoid overexposure to sunlight. This will help you to manage your symptoms and reduce the risk flare-ups. Now, with me in the summertime, I have to get out early in the morning.
Um, and when I say early, um, I normally get up about three thirty, four o'clock. Yeah, and I know you say, well, what do you get up that early for? It's my body. That's It's my body. For some reason, I can't sleep for eight hours. It's my body. But anyway, um, I try to get up before the sun comes out and do what I have to do. And my doctor's appointments are scheduled at, um, I see, I can see my cardiologist at 7 o'clock in the morning because he knows that that is that period of time represents the most time that I have energy and my energy starts slacking down um, between 12 and 1 o'clock after that I'm through. I've had it. I just can't take anymore. But um, I do the sunscreen. Um, I'm on, well, I think it's 100. It's by Neutrogena. The sunscreen I use is by Neutrogena. And it's the highest level of SPF they have. And um, the dermatologist put me on that to um, help block out the sun, but no, I cannot function when that sun hits in the summertime and it's really hot, I have to go in the house. Um, the shades are drawn, um, the curtains are pulled together because I cannot take that sun. When we come back, We'll be talking about the similarities between the symptoms of fibromyalgia and lupus. So stay with me. Hi, this is Susan. For my story, Living with Lupus, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors, too, so you can get paid to podcast. So, if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm backslash start. That's A N. C-H-O-R dot F-M backslash start to join me and the diverse community 
of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm backslash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Harvest Aquaponics, planting seeds to grow food and creating opportunities for people and families. You can contact this nonprofit organization at www.abundantharvestaquaponics.org. Now, there are many similarities between the symptoms of fibromyalgia and lupus. Both cause pain, stiffness, and fatigue. Both diseases are poorly misunderstood, and both are currently incurable. Both affect women more than men, and they may occur at a similar age. However, it is important to differentiate between fibromyalgia and lupus so that the correct treatment can be given. The first method for differentiating fibromyalgia and lupus is a diagnosis. There is no definitive diagnostic test for fibromyalgia. One test involves pressing certain spots on the body and looking for tenderness. However, this is not always entirely accurate. Fibromyalgia is usually only diagnosed by the presenting symptoms and ruling out any other causes for them. Now, lupus, on the other hand, can be diagnosed by blood tests, which checks for raised levels of a particular antibody. This, along with organ scans or x-rays, can be used to confirm a diagnosis. Another way to differentiate between fibromyalgia and lupus is by looking at the difference in symptoms. For example, the rash, which is common, which is a common symptom of lupus, will not be present in fibromyalgia. Finally, the pain experienced in fibromyalgia and lupus may be different. People living with fibromyalgia usually experience sore or tender muscles. People with lupus are more prone to joint pain with stiffness and loss of mobility. It is also possible that somebody could have both fibromyalgia and lupus which will cause some overlap in symptoms. Now, I have both fibromyalgia and lupus, 
And when I go into a lupus flare, it triggers the fibromyalgia. So when that pain hits, let me tell you, when that pain hits with myself, when both the when the lupus flare occurs with me, it triggers my fibromyalgia. And that is one of the most horrible pain that I have ever felt. Um, let me put it this way. When I gave birth to my daughter, it was like cramps. I was having cramps. And my mother was in the room with me. And the doctor and the nurse was there. And they said, you're having contractions. I said, yeah, but it just feels like cramps. And my mother looked at me and she said, God takes care of fools and babies. She said, that pain is not hurting you. I said, no, ma'am. It is, um, my childbirth was a breeze as far as pain goes. But when it comes to the lupus combined with the fibromyalgia, with me, the lupus triggers the fibromyalgia, you can say that's triple pain for me. Um, I would not wish that type of pain on my worst enemy. You feel like you're losing your mind. Um, several months ago, I was in the worst flare which triggered the fibromyalgia pain and uh, my sister she heard me in the bed crying out to God to ease the pain that's how bad I was at, I cried out to God to please take the pain away. Most people that I know cannot handle the pain of lupus. But when the pain is combined, oh my God, that's all I can say, oh my God. Now, living with fibromyalgia or lupus, the first step towards living with either of these conditions is to receive a proper diagnosis from the physician. This will enable them to prescribe the most appropriate treatment and recommend any lifestyle changes that may be required. 
for both fibromyalgia and lupus, you should try to maintain a good balance between gentle exercise and rest. Relax as much as possible as you need to and try to keep a positive mindset. Finally, talk to your family, your friends about your condition so that they can understand how it affects you and offer help and support when needed. Now, all of my friends, close friends, know about the uh, my heart condition. They know if I should have an episode with my heart. They know where I keep my nitro. They know about the lupus and the fibromyalgia. They know if we go out to a restaurant, that um, and they have the air on. They'll and if it's too cold for me, they'll they'll let the waitress know if you know they can turn do something about the air condition because um, I stiffen right up where if I sit down for a period of time, it's hard for me to get up. And then when I stand up, it becomes hard for me to make my first step to walk. That's why when I go um, into a grocery store, my sister will ask me, do you need anything from the frozen food section? Because she know that that the coldness coming from those freezers will stiffen me right up. So she'll go and get um, whatever I may need. But yeah, um, you really don't understand what... I'm trying to get you to... Let me put it this way. I'm trying to get everybody to understand what we go through with these chronic illnesses that have no cure. There have been people who have committed suicide due to the pain of lupus where they could not take the pain from lupus. And I know people who have lupus and fibromyalgia and when it hits them, you cannot function at all. We cannot function at all. But we try to keep a positive mindset. Our life is not over. We're here. God is keeping us here for a reason. So that's why we fight. And speak about cure for lupus. After many years with no approved medication, 
Three medications have recently been approved by the FDA for treatment of fibromyalgia. Lyrica was approved in June 2007, originally developed as an anti-seizure drug. It is generally well tolerated with the exception of mild sleepiness that often decreases as one continues on the drug. Other less common side effects include ankle swelling, weight gain. Now, Cymbalta and Savella are antidepressant drugs approved for treatment of fibromyalgia in June 2008 and January 2009. They are classified as serotonin reuptake inhibitors and are less likely to cause sedation but may lead to nausea, constipation, or dizziness as possible side effects. Allow me to say this also before I move on to something else. Generally, in patients with fibromyalgia and no other underlying disease, the sedimentation rate is normal and there is no positive ANA. So if a patient with lupus is very symptomatic and in the past has had a lot of changes in labs to go along with such symptoms, but this time the lab work does not show any changes, that can be a hint that the symptoms may not be due to lupus. If the patient is placed on corticosteroids and it doesn't help the symptoms, that suggests the symptoms are not due to an inflammatory cause such as lupus and fibromyalgia might be considered. Now, if you're having a major lupus flare, then you will hurt all over and other signs and symptoms occur that usually make it obvious to you and your physician. But when patients come in looking pretty good and the only complaint is, I hurt all over, and then the doctor touches them and they jump, that's suggestive of fibromyalgia coming into the picture. The bottom line, you guys, is that you need to keep track of all of your symptoms to help your doctor discern any new patterns that might merit a different diagnosis and a different treatment. Henry Long, the author of Positive Energy, 
24-7. You can purchase an autographed copy of his motivational book, and you can also purchase the ebook version at writepath247.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-P-A-T-H 247.com. You can also follow him on Instagram at WritePath247. You know what? I'm going to do a giveaway. And at the end of the show, I'll tell you what you have to do. But now I'm going to discuss CRPS, which is Complex Regional Pain Syndrome. And it is a form of chronic pain that usually affects an arm or leg. CRPS typically develops after an injury, a surgery, a stroke, or a heart attack. The pain is out of proportion to the severity of the initial injury. Complex regional pain syndrome is uncommon and its cause isn't clearly understood. Treatment is most effective when started early. In such cases, improvement and even remission are possible. Signs and symptoms of complex regional pain syndrome include continuous burning or throbbing pain, usually in your arm, leg, hand, or foot, sensitivity to touch or cold, swelling of the painful area, changes in skin temperature, alternating between sweaty and cold, Changes in skin color, ranging from white and motley to red or blue. Changes in skin texture, which may become tender, thin or shiny in the effective area. Changes in hair and nail growth, joint stiffness, swelling and damage, muscle spasms tremors, weakness, and loss, decreased ability to move the effective body parts. Now, symptoms may change over time and vary from person to person. Pain swelling, redness, noticeable changes in temperature, and hypersensitivity to cold and touch usually occur first. Over time, the affected limb can become cold and pale. It may undergo skin and nail changes as well as muscle spasms and tightening. Once these changes occur, the condition is often irreversible. Complex regional pain syndrome, I'm sorry, occasionally may spread from its source to elsewhere in your body, such as the opposite limb. In some people, signs and symptoms of complex regional pain syndrome 
go away on their own, and others' signs and symptoms may persist for months to years. Treatment is likely to be most effective when started early in the course of the illness. Now, the causes. The causes of complex regional pain syndrome isn't completely understood. It's thought to be caused by an injury to or an abnormality of the peripheral and central nervous systems. CRPS typically occurs as a result of a trauma or injury. Complex regional pain syndrome occurs in two types with similar signs and symptoms, but different causes. Type 1, also known as reflex syndrome, is the type occurs after an illness or injury that didn't directly damage the nerves in the affected limb. About 90% of the people with CRPS have type 1. Type 2 is, has similar symptoms to type 1, but type 2 CRPS follows a distinct nerve injury. Many causes of CRPS occur after a forceful trauma to an arm or leg. This can include a crushing injury, fracture, or amputation. Other major and minor traumas, such as surgery, heart attacks, infections, and sprained ankles can also lead to CRPS. It's not well understood why these injuries can trigger complex regional pain syndrome. Not everyone who has such an injury will go on to develop CRPS. It might be due to a dysfunctional interaction between your central and peripheral nervous systems and inappropriate inflammatory responses. In CRPS is not diagnosed and treated early, the disease may progress to more disabling signs and symptoms. These may include tissue wasting, muscle tightening. With tissue wasting, atrophy, your skin, bones, and Muscles may begin to deteriorate and weaken if you avoid or have trouble moving an arm or leg because of pain or stiffness. Muscle tightening, contracture. You may also may experience tightening of your muscles. This may lead to a condition in which your hand 
and fingers or your foot and toes contract into a fixed position. Prevention. There are steps to take to reduce the risk of developing CRPS, taking vitamin C after a risk factor. Early mobilization after a stroke. Now, when it comes to diagnosing CRPS, it's based on a physical exam and your medical history. There's no single test that can definitely diagnose CRPS, but the following procedure may provide important clues. Bone scan, nervous system tests, x-rays, MRIs. Now, when it comes to treating CRPS with medication, pain relievers over the counter, Advil Motrin IV, naproxen, Aleve, may ease mild pain and inflammation. Now, the doctor may put patients on antidepressants and anticonvulsants medication and corticosteroids. You may also be prescribe bone loss medications, sympathetic nerve blocking medications, and intravenous ketamine. Now, therapies for CRPS include heat therapy, topical analgesics, physical therapy, mirror therapy, um, transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation, Biofeedback, spinal cord stimulation. Now, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. And I'll tell you how you can get what I'm giving away. Entrepreneur and creator of Right Side of 50. And I am my sister's keeper, Sheila Smith, motivational and empowerment speaker, is available for your next empowerment event and conference. You can book her for your next event at rightsideof50 at gmail.com. That's R-I-G-H-T-S-I-D-E-O-F-5-0 at gmail.com or call at 678-293-6821. Each one encourage one. Okay, here we go. You need to answer some questions to receive Something that I'm going to give away. I want to put a smile on your face. 
I want to show you that I appreciate you. First question, tell me three symptoms of CRPS. Second question, what chronic illness is CRPS similar to? Third question, how is fibromyalgia and lupus diagnosed? And what's the difference between fibromyalgia and lupus? And all you have to do is subscribe to the IG page, My Story Living with Lupus, and the web page. You have until 11 p.m. Friday. This Friday. Now, On the IG page, you must tag My Story Living with Lupus at My Story Living with Lupus to leave your answers. So, thank you for joining me this Friday for My Story Living with Lupus and in leaving you. My mother used to tell me When I came home from high school and I hit that door at 3.30, she had me timed correctly. First thing she would ask me, what have you done today to help someone along the way? If I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or a song, If I can show somebody how they're traveling wrong, then my living shall not be in vain. Just know it's all in divine order. I'm Susan Hendricks, and I thank you for taking the time and joining me right here on my story living with lupus. I'll see you next week. Have a most peaceful, prosperous, and positive, and most of all, a blessed day. expressed on My Story Living with Lupus podcast are each individual's experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having.